Don't look back the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrod here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you had a great day today. Hope you had a great weekend as well. You know, if you're joining us here, uh, and by the way, have you noticed how much better uh, the last week or so has felt? You know, from the October 13th capitulation, it's not necessarily been a smooth move higher, but we have clearly seen a, at least at minimum, a, re- a relief rally in this market. And more likely, God, I hate to even say this, where's some wood? Have we seen the bear market lows? It's increasingly, increasingly likely that that is the case. As long as the Fed doesn't melt the whole thing down, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the four big tells that we see that point to the lows, at least in the near term, being in place. And we're looking for, folks, a significant move higher into year end. You know that's been our call now for the last couple of weeks. Again, the key was October the 13th. We have capitulation that day. We have the 1,500-point rally on the CPI data. Again, the markets opened sharply lower on the 13th of October, rallied 1,500 points. That looked like capitulation to us. We've been reporting that here to uh, every day since. And we also noticed some very interesting technical patterns that kind of confirm that. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little more. But again, let's talk about the market today. Uh, Dow Jones today, up four, remember, Friday was big, right? We had a big 750-point move higher in the Dow uh, to match that today with the Dow being up 417 points. What's interesting is our markets today put in a pretty good day today, even though the internals were crappy. Markets put in a pretty good day today, and China got demolished. Losses of 4 to 5% in China as real concerns uh, in the global uh, arena about what's happening with this power play. Uh, these hardcore hardliners in China really taking control of China. You know, they're just they're still locking down. I, I tell people this, and they don't believe it, because uh, it's not widely reported here. They're still locking down major cities of 20 million people plus in China for their, for their COVID zero policy. And we're talking about, and if, you, if, if, if they find three or four or five people, this is literally the truth. If they find three or four or five people that have the flu, which of course is what Rona is, if they find just a handful of people have the flu, they lock down the entire area, meaning the city in this case. So this is all about power and control. This is what Z is all about. So something's happening in China, and we're keeping a close down on here, folks, because it's just too important to the global economy not to. But for the fact that uh, look, this market can rally the way it is in the face of that, that is very, very interesting. And I, I have to go back to the Trump economic miracle and really the Trump's America first policies. You know, he said we were going to take on China. Look at what's happened. His policy still in place. Right. You still got most of these uh, most of the anti-China policies that Trump put in place uh, are still there, you know, so which is pretty interesting uh, that, again, add that with the fact that most of Trump's uh, deregulation remains in place, even though, again, we know what Biden's trying to do to tear down our, our system and our economy. But Trump built this economy to last. He built it to last. He told people it would last. He, he said it would, it, would, it would carry us forward for a decade. And it's, I think it's interesting, right, that, that things seem to be holding up certainly much better than they are in China. Again, Dow Jones up 417 today. Uh, our leader today was, uh, quick refresh here. What is going on? My screen is acting very strange here. I can't get this to uh, 
lows. There we go. Sorry about that. Uh, how leader today actually was the Dow Jones, up 1.34%, again, up 417 points. Right behind that, SP 100 up 1.2%, NASDAQ up 9 tenths of 1%, and Russ 2000 up 4 tenths of 1% today. Uh, also, the VIX, unchanged today. Unchanged today. Still below 30 at 29.85, and the 10-year at 4.23%. Still very elevated, which is interesting because we have some very weak economic data today, from the PMI, the Purchasing, Man- uh, manufa- Purchasing Managers Index, PMI, which is really what what's, people look at there is what's under the surface with manufacturing in both the U.S. and Europe. PMI today came in much weaker than expected. And again, that's part of why the markets are rallying because it sends a signal. Maybe the Fed is going to finally pause or pivot or, uh, you know, whatever, instead of hiking rates, 75 basis points at every meeting. And that's really been, beginning last week, some of the impetus uh, for this move higher in the market. It's just a relief rally again, which got so oversold, way too many shorts. We're seeing short covering now. Again, this is the rally we're looking for. We do think it's going to extend. But I got to tell you, I'm not impressed at all with these internals. Uh, Not impressed at all with these internals. They were not good today. But again, the combination we see here is deeply bearish sentiment, which is a contrarian buy signal. Seasonality, because you look at a calendar for like Stock Traders Almanac, the best time to be an investor, we're there now. We've been reporting this to you, uh, getting ready for November to start and really the midterms to be here behind us because it's been the best 12 months to be an investor. And I'm just going to repeat this one more time because this is the most powerful set of analytics that I've seen in my career right here. Since 1950, in midterm years, from the midterm lows, the S&P 500 has had a gain of 32% over the next year. Again, since 1950. And the, the markets have been higher 18 out of 18 times. I think you combine that with really incredible data. Combine that with what we're looking to have, a, a divided Congress. Uh, the polls now indicating that, that not only should Republicans take the House, but also the Senate. Uh, again, that's going to be D.C. gridlock, and, and the markets love gridlock in, in D.C. I, I wrote this up this morning. I'll repeat it here again today. I really do not know how, how anyone could vote for uh, a Democrat. I don't know. The party has so destroyed itself because it is anti-America. So you've got to be a country hater to vote for a Democrat. Their policies of open borders, right, that have brought us is 40, 41 year high and inflation. These are not pro-America policies here. Obviously, Joe Biden, as he wanders around the White House and gets lost almost on a daily basis now, is really very sad. Uh, but he's obviously not running the show. So that means the state's running the show. That means the Uniparty is running the show. We're sending all our money to Ukraine while our border is wide open. Does, it, does that sound like a America first uh, kind of a, a setup to you? Right? It doesn't, right? So Democrats should get shellacked. It should be 70% to 80% Republicans' national support to 20 to 30% for Democrats at most. Uh, but at least, at least it looks like the vote's going to be so overwhelming on November the 8th that we'll at least, again, have met at minimum, have a divided D.C. And again, I, I stress that today because that's what the markets really do like. It's, it's, we're, we're coming up with some very powerful data here. Uh, the post-midterm year and uh, also divided D.C., you know, and again, we're coming off an amazingly horrible set of series of bear markets. We've had three bear markets in four years, folks. And this one's been brutal. 
really started, uh, the market just really started collapsing for most stocks in February of 2021. So, uh, people say, Kip, how can you be bullish here? How, how all this bad news, right? There's going to be a recession in the U.S. There's already a recession in, in Europe. Things are falling apart. Even if they, we win the mid- midterms, we still got two more years of this guy, or worse, maybe Kamala Harris if he, if he steps down. And I say that the market is a discounting mechanism. No, it doesn't seem to make sense, right? It seems that if we're going into recession, earnings are going to fall, right? And the, uh, the consumer is going to be weaker. And that certainly appears to be happening. So how can the markets rally? Because the markets have built this in. The markets, as my mentors taught me, the markets typically discount out about six months forward. So they built the markets have built all the damage in, or at least most of the damage in, that's going to happen. And then folks got to remember, in just a year, right, we're focused then on the, on the 2024 election, which, if, by my math, will have Democrats out. Of, think about this, folks. Think about this in our future. In, what, 13 days, 14 days, the midterms. We get, uh, I say we, I mean uh, patriots, not, not Republicans, patriots take back the House and the Senate. Then, two years from that, patriots take back the presidency. Democrats could be out of office for a decade. Todd and I wrote this up in our book, The Big Bribe. We believe this red-pilled wave that's happening, not just in the U.S., but it's happening all over the world, folks, is a great sign for, uh, for, for human beings, frankly. And it's also a very good sign for the global economy. So that's why our, our target on the Dow Jones remains 100,000 by 2030 which is, uh, what is that? Yeah, that's about a uh, 29,000 point move higher from here uh, in, the, uh, in the next, uh, what is this going to be now? Uh, we'll call it uh, seven and a half years. Uh, what else today? Um, earnings. Yeah, I'll just mention this briefly. Earnings, are, this is the biggest earnings week uh, for the S&P 500 and for most companies for reporting for the third quarter. So far, it's actually been much, much better uh, than it was expected to be. Uh, going into today, of the uh, 100, S&P 100 companies have reported Q3 earnings. 75% are beating estimates. 64% are beating uh, on, 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 uh, on earnings. 64% are beating on, on revenues. And earnings for these 100 companies have come in so far with 4% growth uh, in revenues and earnings growing by 8.87%. So, folks, these are actually not bad numbers. Again, these are not. They're just not recessionary numbers. They're, they're just not. Uh, so I, I think that's one of the reasons, again, we remain very bullish here, that the, the sell-off has just been, it's been too brutal. And we are looking, again, seasonality uh, points to a very good move higher uh, in the near term. Uh, in our internals today, again, this is, everything today, really, this is what bothered me the most. These were just horrible. I mean, the, when you have gains of this, of this quality uh, today to start the week, you should have better internals than this. We had the NASDAQ internals, we're positive by, what is this, uh, 100 issues, right? That's an advanced decline. NASDAQ volume was only positive by $300 million worth of trading. Uh, that this is, this, is, this is not great. As a matter of fact, it's almost like the day was down today. Advanced decline, NYSE, was positive, but only by 500 issues. Uh, we would have expected to see at least two to one positive today. Didn't get it. Also, volume today, uh, positive, but again, by just $300 million. So it's really... $300 million worth of trading. So, again, this I want to call it flat internals. And frankly, listen to this. We had, uh, in our, in our, in our new Tsumikai's lows, we had 
eight over 800 stocks hit a new 52-week low today to only 152 hitting a new 52-week high. Again, these are not good readings. Also, wasn't wild about the fact that the semis today were flat on the day. Again, we'd like to see the semis leading. We'd like to see much better internals in this. I don't know, frankly, what it tells you. It's just one day. But I will tell you, uh, things have been getting better. Again, we've seen gradual improvement here. The semis certainly have led the way from those, again, capitulation lows of October the 13th. SMH, the semiconductor ETF, is up 12%. It has been leading. Uh, and again, just to give you an update from those lows, the Dow Jones is also up 10%. So we've had a pretty good move so far. Um, Want to see the internals be- begin to improve here. And our sector watch today, pretty good here. Uh, 9 of 11. S&P 100 sector is higher on the day, led by healthcare up 1.9%. Consumer staples up 1.8%. On the downside, just not much here. Materials, real estate, both down, but just fractionally. Nothing to report there at all. Um in our commodity watch today, pretty quiet action here today. Again, I think to get the move that I expect we're going to see in gold and silver, again, we want to see the dollar continue to weaken, uh, which has been happening, but we really need to see rates begin to reverse. Again, the tenure today was actually, the yield was actually higher today, again, 4.23%, and that's just not a great setup for gold. Gold today was pretty much flat, just down $2.50 an ounce. 16.53 an ounce. We are buyers here. Physical only. Physical only. Do not buy the paper gold, which is a symbol GLD. Don't buy the paper ETF for silver, which is symbol SLV. Avoid these like the plague. Uh, they are just uh, all they're doing really is that they're, they give people the ability to to uh, completely uh, manipulate these markets with these paper uh, uh, precious metals products. Uh, silver uh, up 11 cents an ounce today at 19.18 an ounce. Copper today. Uh, down four cents a pound at three forty-three a pound. Love copper here as well, and finally uh, crude oil uh, down twenty-one cents an ounce, uh, twenty-one cents a uh, a barrel today at eighty-four eighty-four a barrel. Uh, of note, though, XLE, which is the energy ETF, the energy stocks continue to move higher. I will tell you, they're now reaching extreme overbought. Uh, we are actually not recommending a, a purchase of this group here. We've been very bullish for a long time. We're probably going to be taking some profits here for long in some of our shorter-term trading accounts for our leveraged ETFs. Longer term, love this group very much. See oil prices continuing to rise, same with gas prices, but especially energy stocks. That's where the leverage is. And this group, energy stocks, have been leading for the last six months. That's typically a very, very good sign for the group over the longer run. Again, we, we love the group long term. Short term, it has reached overbought levels of note. Um... All right, folks, that's probably enough for today. Always appreciate you listening. And uh, let's get these internals improving here. I mean, this rally can keep going. And let's find out what's happening in China because that's a problem. Finally, today, Bitcoin. I, I got I to gotta point this out. What is going on here? I, this is 19,000 still. This is still Bitcoin still at 19,000. It's been at 19,000 for, uh, forever. Um, 19,343. 19,343. Someone please explain to me how, how Bitcoin can stay exactly at this level for this kind of extended period of time. Because I, I don't understand it. Down 149 today, 19,343. It's done nothing but stay right around 19,000. Uh, and I, I'm looking at a chart here now. Uh, it's just, it, it's been in this range now uh, for, is it about a month? Give me a second here, a quick analysis. 
Yeah, I mean, it's been right here for at least a month. This has never happened before that I've seen, certainly uh, this kind of a, a tight trading range for Bitcoin. And my first thought, though, from a technical point of view, is never short a dull market. This is this is really held up. It's one of those uh, you know sayings in Wall Street. Uh, you know, never short, short a dull market really applies to stocks, right? When nothing's going on, it's awful boring. Don't short it. Well, now we're seeing this in cryptocurrencies. This makes me much more optimistic about Bitcoin. We're still not long this group. We're still looking for a great signal to buy here. We haven't gotten it yet. But this action is very, first of all, strange and also very interesting from a, from being long, never short a dull market. All right, folks. Again, always appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great day. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.